like three seconds or something. So we'll just bramble on and see what it does. I think it should come up on the side for you. Yeah. Yeah. We're alive. We're alive. Throwback to the, uh, the stag days there. Yeah. Round table. That's it. I found them the other day, you know. Did we, I don't remember. Oh, we did record them, didn't we? We put them on the WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah. Caused, caused some riffraff. Did you um did you tell Bondi that we were doing it? Because he did mention it to me. Yeah, he was he was saying, "Oh, you do the podcast, we're the love." Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was jealous. Like, he was fuming. Get him on it. Get him on the podcast. Oh, yeah. you not? Is he not keen? Bondi, I don't know. He can come on if he wants. Anyone can come mm-hmm. on. An open invite. Yeah. yeah, well, any any other guests up and coming? I'm trying to get my mate Dame on uh, from my old work, but he's going on holiday next week. So, he did say to me that he can't really be asked talking about mental health or anything when he's on holiday, tanked up. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he can't be asked with me fucking face sat, well, Skyping him while he's sat on a beach and... Yeah. The last thing he wants to do is get deep about his fucking life when he's fucking... <laughs> he's got a wet eyes from about... <laughs> yeah. Bladders. Yeah. Yeah. So I was life in England. <laughs> it's a bit of a... <laughs> is it Maggie still saying that? Um, yeah. It's as good as it can be, I guess. Um, well, there's been wank. Would you uh, would you a heat wave next week? Which is good. We might get 20 odd degrees. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it's not too bad. But that's Sherry game next week. Oh, is that next week? Oh, on Monday, yeah, Monday. Um, is that on Monday? Yeah, which bank holiday Monday? Ah, right. Okay. You get bank holidays over there, so or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Just random ones, though. Because, you know, what are the like, bank holidays you had? There was one a few weeks ago, and I was like, what? Like a bank holiday, public holiday. You just have random ones. Oh. What was the one the other week where you're like, oh, I can't go to Tesco because it'll be closed? I don't remember. Uh, you just don't remember because it's. We don't have random holidays. No. no. It's uh, a lot of uh, connected with the communism and with, with Nazis not being here anymore. It's not random. All right. All right. Because, <laughs> you know, it's random. Just because I'm not from it. You know, I'm used to August bank holiday, two in May, and then Boxing Day. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget New Year's <laughs> Day. Girl says, what is Boxing Day and why is it so close to Christmas? What is that? It's the day after bo- it's the day after Christmas. Oh, well, right. why is it called Boxing Day? There is a story behind that. I can't really remember what it is. It's something Are to do with the, the boxing, the gifts stuff or something. Now, isn't it? I don't know what it is. You just everyone just get smashed, don't they? To be yeah, honest. it's the most pointless day ever. Well, it's not, but yeah. Yeah. What's <sighs> Christine? Explain um, the Christmas process. Why the twenty fourth is the most important day. Why? I don't know why it's the only day, basically. Okay, we have, um, are you recording? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have, um, all, what do you have in, in two days? We have it in, in one day. We have, um, a dinner, and then we open presents, and that's it. But you do it on the 24th? Yes. So, like, you know where we have Christmas dinner? On the yeah. 25th. You have it on the 24th. And don't you have a cow instead of a turkey? <laughs> <laughs> we have a 
schnitzel. I don't know what it's called in English. Probably yeah. just schnitzel, yeah. carb, and a potato salad. But really nice potato salad. And then these <laughs> sausages, these swine sausages. Yeah. They sound really. You'll nice. have to eat that one day. So I'll, yeah, I'll probably scan it one day in the future. But I think I think you'll really like it. I think I will like it. It's just it's not what you used to. Is it? Like, where you yeah. just like Christmas Day is the main day you get up. Fucking pigs in blankets and all that. Yeah, but not fucking snips and all that. on a fucking salad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how's things going over there? Uh, was, yeah, yeah, I was the first day with the fucking uh, the kids, pre- the babbies. Yeah. The babbies, yeah. It's pretty sound. It's quite uh wholesome. I mean, it's quite it's quite nice. So uh, the, one of one of the test days I did before I started, the uh the kids are like sussing you out, like looking at you and they're like, friendly with you. And it got to like the playtime in the afternoon and then these kids came up to me and told me that they loved me and I was like, Oh, Nice. They loved you. Yeah. yeah, these two kids. I was like, oh, that's adorable. I was like, I just got called a fucking wanker on the phone when I worked. Works in Poland. I was like, yeah. Where's my pizza? Lad? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it was. It was just getting shit from people because I, I I didn't process some orders at the right time or something that wasn't my fault would happen and then I get shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, how much English have you actually know and how old are you? Uh, so you have, I think from like two years old, the two the two year olds don't know that much, but they can they can talk English and then it's like till six, I think. But I've got to like the four to six year olds, and they can speak English well, and they they only generally speak in English because that's the whole point of the preschool is to make them learn at a younger age. So I was I was impressed by them because they were just like just saying all these these words. That it's just surprising at that age when you think you're in a different country that they can just speak so speak well. In, yeah. What? So so the the Czech and the English is relatively good at like fucking four years old or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, they can just switch. I it proper puts into perspective like when I speak to different people, how much of a monga I am because it's like. They well, it's just people. English people in general, isn't it, really? Yeah. We're just, we're just a bit fucking, not naive, but like, I think finally, I think if I was trying to learn another language, it'd be fucking impossible. But like, other people just seem to pick it up in other countries, like English. I don't know if it's like, an, like a relatively easy language to learn or something, or what, but. Yeah, like, we can just go to pretty much <laughs> any country in Europe and just be like, Speaking English, not even have to like, learn. Life. Yeah, yeah, and they'll they'll know it. It's like, and then someone comes it to England. Oh, they might the fuck they not know English. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Well, I'd say a lot of people don't know another language in England, but it's I think it's the same with anywhere you go to like a city, um, and there tend to be a lot more people who can speak different languages. And then when I go to Christina's hometown, um, my parents don't speak any English whatsoever or like a grandparent so I've had some awkward encounters there yeah Christina middle man or the middle woman I should say yeah Christina's translating Christina and your sister well my sister probably talks to you more than me because every time I leave and I come back you're talking to her 
and we sometimes I just sit and listen to everyone and forget that I'm supposed to translate something. Yeah, and you you turn to me sometimes and like because because we're like living together, we speak in English all the time. Uh, unless I pissed you off and you say something in chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Tay, when she's with her family, because she's in the flow of just speaking Czech, she'll just turn to me and say like a sentence, and I'm like, <laughs> so I have no, no idea what that is. How, how is the, how is it coming on Czech? Is it a bit just, non-existent? Yeah. yeah, it's just like generics, like choose chubby. That's a good, that's a crowd pleaser. That that means hey bitches. <laughs> so what you say to us, <laughs> Daz? He called my dad bastard. Yeah, I called. I was I was playing, and your dad was staying here, wasn't he? Yeah. On the floor, and we were for some reason. We, I think I offered him out on the game of chess. And chess. Yeah. Did you know how to play chess? I didn't know that. Yeah. Only uh, recently you showed me how to play chess. Um, but yeah, and then he, when he did like. I noticed he could just take the uh, take the king, and I called him a bastard. He was like, "Believe king, I'm like, fucking bastard." And then he just started. <laughs> yeah. So he knows what that means then. Oh well. Yeah. Well, it's not. I think it's, it's not. It's the same in chat. It's the same in chat. So uh, it's it's uh, universal. <laughs> yeah. It's a universal curse word. Yeah. So yeah, it's coming all right. I think the first. Normally, to when obviously when I normally go away traveling somewhere, I'd go for like a week or something. But I'd always go back home. Do you know what I mean? I was kind of in a flow of doing something. Whereas this time it's been going somewhere and then yeah, just just not going back. <laughs> so it's like it's a complete new thing to go. Yeah, from it's like, a complete paradigm shift in it. You miss you missing um WNA. You know missing yeah. the fucking co-op lads. <laughs> miss the oh, really? miss. Yeah, I shot a lot of knobs for a quiz from a co-op. That's what I meant. It's little things like that. So it's little yeah. things that you just take for granted. Like, the fact that I could just go to like, Alex's for a brew. Do you know what I mean? You could just drive yeah. up there to anyone's for a brew. It's like, you take that for granted. It's like little things where you just want to see people. And you can't. And then, because you li- I'm living in my own little world, it's like, also remembering to keep in touch with people rather than just being off-grid. Yeah, have you spoke to what many people or not? Yeah, it's, it's mainly it's mainly over text, really. Um, and then I'll try FaceTime people there and there. But it was hard, it's hard to keep in touch with people being in England. No, I mean a different country. Yeah, so, well, no, true. Everyone's got a fucking busy life. Yeah, There's shit going on. Yeah, fair enough. When when you're thinking of um. Coming back, or you fucking, well, I mean, to, to visit, or is it just, because me and Grace are probably gonna, well, dependent on, sort of, when you come back and when you go back over there or whatever, we'll probably come over and visit, but Alex and Beth said they'd probably keep us off, so. Yeah, get a fucking squad coming over. Yeah, get fucking boys yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, so, now I've started this job, it'll be, is it 9-3? 9. What do you mean 9-3? Like the, the hours you're doing? No, no, it's like uh, half eight till, <laughs> till close. It's not like I'm shutting down those. Okay, that sounds like a restaurant. 
<laughs> well, no, it's like six. Like the latest, it'll be a six, and it's just. But then you swap with people, so like someone will open, someone will close, and then the person who's closing like waits for the parents to pick the kids up. So, yeah, but some I, I think like I'll finish at like half five. But to be honest, it, it, I enjoyed being a doublehead for two months, however long I've not not been working for. But it, yeah, it kind of the no routine life. It just grind you down, doesn't it? It's a bit weird. It is a bit weird. Doing like fucking spending just hours on YouTube looking at shit that you're just like not really that interested in, but it's like, I don't know, I'll stay on. What else am I doing? Yeah. Because yeah, you get in your head, you're like, well, what do I want to do right now? And you're like, well, it's not a great deal I can do in this very moment if you just go in these little holes, don't you? And just procrastinate, if you like. Yeah, like I, I thought if I didn't have a job, I'd be like high dead productive and just doing things that like, I wanted to do. So I'd, play, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be playing guitar all the time. Doesn't work like that, does it? <laughs> yeah, just watch, watch another YouTube video. And then, like one day like, I woke up at two in the afternoon. I was like, Jesus Ooh, Christ. Yeah, I was like, Ooh, we need to sort this out a little bit. Uh, but it was, it was enjoyable to get that, uh, to being a slob out of me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Must mean you sort of got it out of your system, aren't you? From the slog of fucking stateside. Yeah. Well, that's why I need. That's why I needed a job, I reckon, after uni, because I was just fucking. You know, just being battered because I had no routine. It's like the only thing I'd had to do in a week in the last year was just to get up and turn my laptop on and watch a lecture that I wasn't even going to listen to anyway. I just mute it and fucking go on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, them online lectures were a joke. Because I'd have, like, I remember I'd do mine, and I'd be, like, muting the mic, put the the uh, speaker connected to the laptop, and just have it playing out loud, and I was just playing the drums. <laughs> while, just while saying it. Going on. And then, like, you treat it like a podcast, so then you'd just be walking around. We'd walk around the house doing stuff, and then I'd be like, oh, I might as well go for a walk. And then, like, yeah. plug, like plug You're just chipping shipping with some information. <laughs> right, right at the end, you're like, oh, cheers, man. Nice yeah, yeah, yeah. Is everyone here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cheers, man. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, I finally got my um, really expensive piece of paper through the post yeah. of the day. Yeah, fucking yeah. hell. Mum was like, you should frame that. I was like, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you're paying for it for the rest of your fucking life, man. Fucking hell. I was saying this before, I can't believe, like, what a scam is. Yeah, I, I was saying you only really need to go to uni if you're really specialising in something, you know, like a fucking doctor or some shit, or just that kind of high-up profession, if you like. Like, business, or fucking, <laughs> what like what grace you do in health and social, or fucking whatever else, geography, you just don't really need, what, what's the fucking point in it? Do you think it's just a degree for the sake of getting a degree? There's that as well, but it's just like a business now, isn't it, for unis? All they're doing is just want more and more money pumping into it, and then yeah. that's why... Because it's, it's like... The way the the way they um, sort of advertise it now is... So like everyone has to go to uni, and it's obviously more money for them, but then no one's getting like the proper job, like the trades. So it's yeah. like... Everyone's crying out for actual grafters, like... Because everyone's <laughs> going to uni doing a fucking business degree what the yeah. fuck? Everyone, everyone going to uni smoking weed every day yeah exactly <laughs> fucking hell, I fuck all in my degree you don't think like you just oh god it frustrates me when I talk about it 
Yeah. But it's just such a scam. But hey ho. I did alright from it to be fair. But I didn't sound yet. Nice little car. Oh, but you caught off then. Yeah, you liked it. I said no, but in fairness, I I sort of landed on my feet with it out from coming out of uni. That job, to be fair, decent job, nice little car, cushy wage, you know. (laughs) Can't really complain at the moment. Enjoying the routine, so it sounds fair. Yeah, yeah. You do benefit from having that piece of paper, as weird as that is. Gives I was going to say, do you think it'll go full cycle though? Because it's going to get to the point where everyone's getting a degree, and then what's the point of the degree if everyone's got him? Because it's no longer like what he was supposed to be there for. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and the, like, so I, I met this guy uh, Friday. We went to this, uh, no, sorry, Saturday. We went to this cafe called The Globe. It was like a, a bookshop mixed with a cafe, and it's well known for being the first English speaking bookshop in Prague that came from the 90s after the Velvet Revolution and then there was this English guy there who studied in York and then he's he's been living in Prague but he's working virtually for a university in London and I just like talking to him, I could tell he was fucking smart. And then I said to him, I was like, oh yeah, he was like, oh, so what did you do? I was like, oh, I work full time, but then I studied uni in Manchester. And then he, I noticed he just took that and he was thinking it's like uni of Manchester. And I was like, oh, mate, nice. No, smart, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know our story. Yeah. <laughs> Up the Met. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, like, I've heard a room, you know, at the top of uni of Manchester, apparently. At the top floor, you have like dead bodies in there. I think. Who the fuck tells you that? <laughs> Someone's told me though, and it's they keep them in like. A, I don't know if you keep dead bodies in a freezer. I don't know where you keep them, but apparently they keep that up there, so then students can work on them and do like surgeries on them because they obviously have like doctors training. Them. Oh, what? Where's yeah. that? I don't know. I thought I didn't. I thought you meant. Because you didn't really elaborate at first. I thought you just meant just fucking, just keep them <laughs> random dead bodies for the crack and just keep them in the yeah. fucking roof. Yeah. Now, I think people like can donate the body to studies or something after they die. I think so. Then it goes to like unis, maybe. But it's, it's probably like the, um, like an organ donor or like a, a blood donor. To be fair, I got, um, I was a match the other day. You know, I've just I've signed up like ages ago to something called like Anthony Nolan. It's just like blood transplants or bone marrow transplants or something. And I got a phone call saying, "Oh, you, you're a match for, well, you're a potential match. Can you send your blood stuff and all this shit?" Yeah. I was thinking, "Fucking." So this was this, this was all happening at the time where I was just fucking my head was a bit cane, and I was thinking, "Oh my god, like, I can't even look after myself. I don't want to be giving some bloke my fucking bone marrow." I was thinking, "Oh god." So, but in, I did, I did, so I did bottle it in the end. But I just said, you know, can you, can you postpone sort of my availability, if you like, of doing like a blood transplant or whatever for six months? So that's why I sort me head out. <laughs> and, and then, um, and then I'm happy to donate because I, it would be a good little sort of 
not achievement, that's not the right word, but like a nice a nice feeling like you could potentially save someone's life, I think. Oh, when you even when you're you you stop to exist but you might help someone else. Help yeah. someone from you dying. Yeah. yeah. They they said like, oh you you after a few years, I think, if you both agree to it you can meet them. Really? Yeah, yeah. Obviously not straight away. I was wrong in this. So what it's a it happens while you're alive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a little oh, right. like right, okay. So no, yeah, so you give the blood and then whatever and then it'll potentially save the life or whatever. Right, I got that. Like, I thought we were still talking about the dead body shit. No, so, no, it just no. it just uh, yeah, when I've clicked completely off topic, it just reminded me of it. Yeah, it's alright. <laughs> so you didn't you didn't you didn't want to do that because you said your head was cane. Yeah, yeah. I just because I was like, well, if I can't really at the moment, if I can't really not look after myself, but if I'm not in the best headspace, don't even be doing all this shit on top of it because it'll just sort of just be a bit intense for me. Mm. And I was thinking, oh, like if yeah, I'm gonna wait. I was thinking, oh, I'll wait till I'm in a sort of more stable mental state before I start because you can get re- like, if, especially if you're doing the bone marrow, you can get really ill from it. Like it's an operation, you like, yeah, and you get pretty ill from it, and sometimes you fuck for like three weeks. So, um, I was thinking that I can't just start work as well. So I think I can't, can't just start working on three weeks off. I'll just sort of give bone marrow to some geezer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I just said, I just yeah, I just rang one and said, oh, you know, just leave me off the list of potential donors for like six months. Yes, and then once I'm a bit. Bit more mentally stable, uh, if you ever, if, if there's such thing, um, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll uh, I'll do it then. Yeah. So when did that when did that start? I think the last time last time I really remember speaking to you was when me, you, and Grace went to the lakes. I can't remember when that was. I think it was like end of May, coming June, and that's when you were opened up saying that you were. Uh, saying your head was cane. Yeah, flat. I think that was um, it was just before I started work, wasn't it? Because I was waiting on that phone call from that woman about the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was probably that was probably the, not the the worst of it, but like it was probably that was probably <laughs> pretty low. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would I would say I'm definitely out that rut, sort of on yeah. the way up now. Oh, Christ, that was there. Because, so, obviously, as you know, I've been going to these CBT things. Mm-hmm. And um, this woman was like, yeah, like, it's." I was saying, like, I've never, in my night life, really, I've had not, I don't want to say I've had an easy life, but I've never really experienced any adversity such as, like, like any bereavement, any death in my family or whatever, or any sort of, like, mental issue. Not issue, but mental problem or whatever. Yeah. Um, so when when it happened, it just fucking hit me like a ton of bricks, and it was just like I couldn't really just deal with it gradually because it wasn't like a gradual thing that it came on. It was just literally one day I was just it was just like anxiety, fucking intrusive thoughts, just all this just swirling around me, and I wasn't equipped. I was very ill-equipped to deal with it, and I was just like, "What is going on here?" Yeah. So it was just, just blowing my head off. So yeah. I thought, you know, like, obviously, through the years, we've had all these existential conversations about things. Yeah. That sort of gets used against me now, in a sort of 
negative way, if you like. Not not negative, but like it's more of a. Ooh, do you know what I mean? Like it's like more of a like a like a frightening. All the things about it sort of back then frightened me. All right. Because like it'd be like, oh, I'm alive. What the fuck? Like, do you know what I mean? So what do you what do you mean from the existential conversation that me and you would have that gets used against you? Do you mean that like? So the things that we learn, it was like. I can't think of an example off the top of my head, and one might come to me as we as we carry on the conversation. But um, yeah, it, it it just it just be like oh like because so what happened originally was obviously I went to the hospital, didn't I? All that happened, and it was sort of it sort of triggered now. It's now triggered some sort of hyper awareness state of like being alive, and I was very aware of everything that was happening. So, you know, as you're going through your day-to-day, I was realising I was doing every little thing. Yeah. So I realised I'm thinking, I realised I'm eating, I realised I'm smelling. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was trying to be yeah. present, but I was, like, hyper-present about everything. Yeah. And it was... The, I think the, the therapist was saying it's like you're hyper-vigilant about your sensories and everything and your, your surroundings and, like, everything else. So, yeah, um... Which anyway, that sort of triggered like um because of the episode at the hospital and then the, before that I had like food poison. That all happened within a week, and now it's sort of triggered like a bit of hypochondria now. So after you went to the hospital, you then came out of that, and then you felt hyper aware of like, every single thing that you were doing. Well, so it's sort of. It was sort of, I tried the hospital and then had like a few days where I was just sort of like, I, w- I felt sound, I guess, but I was with Grace and I sort of probably didn't really process what happened as such. So I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I moved out literally like two, two or three days later after the hospital trip. And then I just fucking, I just remember coming home and I just like, just had this like wave of anxiety. I was like, what the fuck? So I was like, I tried. <laughs> I tried to have, like, a meditation, because, like, I remember mm. saying to you, I was, like, pretty, well, I was pretty into meditation. I was doing it, like, pretty much every day for, like, 10, 15 minutes. But the one where you just literally sit there and let the thoughts just pass, not like a guided one or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember trying, I was, like, right, I'll meditate, I'll meditate, I'm trying to calm myself down. And it was, like, <laughs> the, all I could think, well, all it was telling me in my brain, it was, like, I think I told you tonight, it was, like, you're schizophrenic, you're schizophrenic, and I was like, wow. So my head just, what the fuck? So that, like, really, like, it, so from then on, sort of, like, a lot of things just started to shit me up, like, about thinking. Mm-hmm. So now it's sort of, like, long story short or whatever, like, too much, like, it's now, like, my brain's, like, scared of thinking now. So when I ever go, like, on a trail of thought, it's like, oof. Like, <laughs> right. So you're like you're it's so difficult to explain because I no I I think I kind of understand so because you were having them thoughts where you were that you diagnosed yourself as maybe that you were schizophrenic you were like maybe I'm schizophrenic so you now don't want to think <laughs> well you you want it's like you want to think but you don't want to think deeply because about or yeah. because you think yeah because I'm thinking it's schizophrenia it's like am I actually here you know because obviously it's a voice in your head isn't it mm-hmm. essentially like you hear like a voice when you're thinking you know what I mean it's like what you're thinking about yeah. that but then like my brain now it's obviously not as bad now but like at the time it was like 
was like, wow, like, you like hearing voices or whatever. Like, it was very, everything was just very confusing. Yeah. It was almost like, it was almost like I was just been re- like fucking character default reset. Someone just pressed the Ben Langley reset button. Yeah, it was like, and then, so like I said, all the, all the things we sort of used to talk about, like, I just used to twat my head and be like, wow, like, all the things that yeah. being used. Well, yeah, yeah, like, so say if I went try to, you know, think about it all again, it, it sort of, like, intimidated and confused me and frightened me because I wasn't, like, content about being in a body as such. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? It, I, I understand the, like, the, the, the idea of it, but for example, what I'm struggling to think about is, what specifically we would talk about in the past that would then derail your train of thought to um, that anxiety triggering, triggered, anxiety triggering thought. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but it's no when you like, we would like, when we just we just talk about like the universe and realities and that kind of thing, yeah, and like sort of specific paths, you know that I can't like say I can't sort of pinpoint um, specific sort of thing we said, but it was just that kind of like because I was obviously prior to all this I was we my brass man the way that my brain worked I was just like a curious thinker about what was going on like in the mm-hmm. fucking world or whatever. But, like, then, after the thing, it was like, I was still that curious thinker. But because I was pretty riddled with anxiety, it was like, fucking hell, I... Like... Yeah, so you 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 were still curious of things, and you, you'd think in the same way, but because you had this triggering uh, experience, or this reality-changing experience, it then would scare you a little bit to think that way again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, do you identify that the sort of like the triggering point for them thoughts were that time when you went to the hospital? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like I say. Well, to be, to be fair, so I think the hypochondria thing probably because obviously when you're hyper, you're hypochondriac or whatever it's called, you say don't fucking Google. And I remember, so on the Monday, so this is a few days before the hospital on the Monday. I left over Chinese and I got a bit of food poisoning from it. Yeah. And I had like really bad stomach cramps for like two days. Lost a bit of weight, like, and then it was like, oh, started to eat again. Then I went out on that night out, went to the hospital, came back. But obviously on that day before, so obviously, so when I had the food poisoning, I was Googling, I was like, fucking hell, this, these cramps are like ridiculous. Like, they were like pretty severe pains. So I was Googling, like, thinking, what the hell is going on? Anyway, they passed after like two or three days. Sorry, this was the cramps after you got out of the hospital? No, this was for the food poisoning cramps. Oh, right, okay, yeah, okay. Um, so I had them for like two or three days, and then after like the third day, it sort of eased off, but I'd not been eating because my stomach was that fucked. Um, and then went out on that night out. Um, then, obviously, the next day I had the palpitations thing, didn't I? Um, and all day because it because my heart didn't sort of slow down and I sort of didn't really feel because it was beating through my stomach pretty prominently and because it didn't really calm down that was sort of sending a bit of panic through my brain I think well 
obviously when you have when you have a bit of the old lemma, it usually stops, doesn't it? Like, like <laughs> within within like a few hours of waking up, and it was still going at like five at night, like pounding. I was like, oh. so yeah. I literally I probably spent most of the day googling as well there. It was like fucking cocaine, heart attack, and all this shit. And my head was battered. Yeah. So I ended up um, obviously ringing the. I think I rang one one one, and then they were taking the piss. So I was like, oh fuck this! I'm just going to ring down nine and just explain. Um. So yeah, that's where that's where it fucking all started, really. Yeah. So what yeah. happened once once you rang nine nine nine? They just sort sort of well, I don't know. Just asked me what my symptoms were, and he's like, well. Yeah, so I'm send an ambulance out for you. So that obviously fucking solved. I was like, oh my god, what's going on? Yeah. Um, but I sort of remember as well, like, they were asking if I got these symptoms. Like, is this hurting or whatever? And I sort of remember in my head, I was like, it was sort of like my brain was like creating a symptom as it went on. She's like, have you got a sore leg? And then like, five minutes later, my leg would be starting hurting. She was like, the panic was literally just sort of creating these symptoms as well to make me believe what I was thinking. Does that make sense? Yeah, so like, you. Because you were panicking so much, and they were asking if you have this symptom, you would then be like, believe that, oh my god, yeah. maybe yeah. I do have it. Yeah, yeah. And then that's, it'd just be sort of like a vicious cycle, and it just carry on and carry on. And then you, know, you obviously just work yourself up then. So, I was like, oh well. Anyway, then I probably spent like, I think it was six hours away before anyone seeing me. So it was another six hours of me just fucking worrying like, oh my god, what is going on? But also, like, with a rational conscience of saying, well, if they've not seen you now, then surely they're not that worried. Yeah. But because because the last week I spent a lot of the time sort of worrying about my health, that was sort of overpowering the rational. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so that now, in turn, has sort of triggered, like, a... It didn't really start straight away, but... It sort of triggered like a health anxiety, you know. So whenever I, I think that the therapist sort of called it um, like a cognitive distortion, where you catastrophically think about like feelings and situations. So, for example, um, like say if I got a stomach pain now and it was really, like a really bad, my mind without even me realizing sometimes it's mad. Like my mind would just automatically go like appendicitis, ill, death. Really? Yeah. Yes. So, like, but, like, some, like for the, probably the last month, or last two months or whatever, I didn't even realise it. Like, it, it just sort of happens, and then you're like, wow, fucking hell. But, like, now I'm starting to realise it, I'm like, bloody hell, like, I can't believe it was going without even me realising it was going there. Mm. Um, so, I still, and also, I still sort of get, I'm still, like, I've got, like, a hyper-awareness of things now. But it's, it's sound. That doesn't worry me now. Because it freaked me out at first. Cause it was like, you know what I'm saying to you? Like, everything looks fucking mad HD, lad. <laughs> 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 that was sort of like, I could sort of deal with that. It's like, the health anxiety was like, just not killing me, but it was like, fucking hell. Like, yeah. Any little thing was just poof, triggering this little pain. It's like, boom. Like, what could this be? But the good, the good thing, the somewhat good thing is about it, is if my brain doesn't have an answer to what the pain could be, I don't tend to get the, the, the negative train of thought. So, for example, appendicitis, if it's in my right, if my pain's in my right-hand side of my stomach, mm-hmm. um, my brain 
brain sort of knows, oh, that can be a symptom of appendicitis. So that links that to that. Right, okay. But for example, say, uh, I have really bad groin pain and it's like sharp pains. My brain doesn't know what that is because it potentially doesn't, like, it doesn't know what it could be. So it can't catastrophically think about it, if that makes sense. Okay, so if you've, if you've had something that you already know, that could be a symptom of it. That. Yeah, so you, you then dramatic, dramatically think of the, the worst yeah. possible outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Fucking hell, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm what? Just uh, a when I fucking I tried to explain it, she was like, oh, that fucking fuck you on about. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, like, steps have you taken from, so you, you came out from the hospital? And then you start having this hyper awareness, and then this health anxiety. What steps have you taken to address that and to make yourself better? Um. So, fucking hell. So I remember at first, I think I tried meditating again. I was like really trying to meditate again, but then that was sort of making the the awareness and the sort of disassociative states a bit more intense. So I probably stopped meditating about two months ago. And I've literally told, I've told my, I was like, it's a bit of a, not a fear now, but it's kind of a fear because it's just thought. And that's what's sort of triggering anxiety sometimes because it's negative. So I think I've sort of built up a little fear of meditating now because, uh-huh. and I, I know thoughts can trigger these physical pains and emotional feelings or whatever. So, um, yeah, so I tried. Well, I've been writing down, writing things down every day, like journaling shit, as you recommended. To be fair, that's really good, actually. It's pretty helpful, I'd say. Um, It just sort of, because when you're thinking about things, it's sort of like you can't, you can't always be critical with it and sort of get it all out into words can you so when you're writing it down it really helps just actually it's like brain dumping on a piece of paper in it you just yeah you just clear i find it that when, I, when i'm writing i'm just clearing the shit out of my head and i could just write like in all caps just bullshit or absolute yeah. nonsense it doesn't have to be structured it's just whatever's on my mind when i feel uh overwhelmed and then what i particularly enjoyed about doing that is that i can look back from the start of 2019 and then see the the things that I'd get overwhelmed about then mm. are things that I could probably consider irrelevant now because I've, I've addressed them in that time and learned how to deal with them by constantly writing and getting down to the core of what it actually is. Yeah. Have you found, so how long have you been doing that for? Uh, what, writing things down? Um uh, I think I, I think it was like the first of June actually, or like the yeah first of June because I remember obviously like the week after I moved home, it was just literally no so I had no no uni, no job. I was just waiting and it was just full blown anxiety because I had nothing to do but fucking think about negative and intrusive shit. Um. So I had that week where I didn't really know what to do myself. I just tried meditating, but I didn't know how, what, how or what to deal with it because, like I say, I was wasn't really equipped with any sort of coping mechanism. Um, but then, like first of June, started writing things down as you recommended, 
which really helped. Started um, doing a bit more yoga, which to be fair, it's, it it did help. Well, it does help because it was sort of me getting used to like the mind and the body at the same time. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, like yeah. you're feeling sensations when you're breathing. It, it, yeah, it just helped a little bit. To be fair, um, stop drinking. I was literally trying everything to be fair. Stop drinking coffee. Um, eliminate literally. I literally went on a mad diet. I was literally like eating no by food. I was like eliminate all shit. I was like having fruit. I was fucking vegetables. Hardly any meat. I was just trying every little thing to see what could sort of um, not cure me, but um help if you like mm-hmm. um then i thought i had like a thing i remember telling you i was like oh well because i literally got really like low and like as you probably know you set your own like low point don't you you set your sort of all-time low and that was definitely mine okay i don't want to go back there <laughs> <laughs> but i was thinking so it was literally it was sort of like it stripped me back to the core he was like well well sorry the, the low point you're talking about is that any specific? That's a specific moment. What what specific moment is that? It it wasn't it wasn't a specific. It was just a specific week. Specific week where it was like I was really, I was really really low, and it sort of. I don't want to because I I wasn't depressed, but I I definitely was somewhat in a depressive state for yeah. like a, a good month. And I was just thinking, fuck, because obviously when you worry, it's just going to cause you to all your thoughts would be negative and eventually that gets intense and you just feel like shit then mm-hmm. so yeah um, like you say you set your own low, low point really and I think well I don't want to ever go back to that place so then I was like well it, yeah it was really weird it sort of stripped me back to the core it was like I don't even know really who I am anymore like it was literally like well who the fuck am I like what <laughs> yeah. so it sort of caused like a big whirlwind of like it's sort of, like I say it reset me and I was like well who am I what what do I value I'm still trying to work all this out by the way but it, at the, the time that was like the the moment of right this is where I need to sort of figure myself out a bit so then I had a realisation well what do you really like like football because I remember, sat, remember <laughs> I am better like football <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah that was uh... Were we on Magic Mushrooms when we spoke about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck you know. We were talking about how you introduce yourself. When you learn when you learn a foreign language, you learn like Hello, my name is Edward and I like music and we just found <laughs> hilarious because it was like so basic. Imagine saying if someone came up to you and just introduced <laughs> you'd be like, Is this guy a fucking robot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, fucking hell. What a weirdo. <laughs> it is, like, how do, you, how do you actually define who you are? It's like, I think you can take from, when you meet other people, you can take, like, snippets of them in, like, a certain period of the time and define them as that person and say, like, oh, mm. my specific memory of that, the way I perceive them, so that must be the way they are. But we're all on this weird journey that is constantly changing through, like, periods of up and low, so... I think it's it's good that you've it's definitely good you've identified that that's a, something you don't want to go back to. It's now just figuring out how you don't end up back at that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and in fairness, like like anyone would say, there's no fucking growth without your pain or your pullbacks or your sort of low points. You don't learn them. Because no. like I say, I don't. 
I thought I, like prior to all that, I probably thought I knew myself, but I probably didn't really. Yeah. And it sort of took like some fucking catastrophic events, in, well, in my experience, to sort of make me reevaluate myself and think, fucking yeah. hell, what the? Like I say, so anyway, like, I was like, oh well, um, what do I like football? Why am I not sort of involved with football or whatever? Um, I think you sort of know from over the years because. Because it didn't really, it didn't really happen the way I sort of probably wanted it to. I had like a lot of negative connotations towards football, mm. even though like I, I did love it, because there was sort of a an expectation placed on top of the football. It sort of outweighed the passion and the enjoyment. Yeah. But then I sort of realised like, well, just like you obviously still enjoy it, so you just got to do it for enjoyment. Yeah. And I still had this subconscious pressure that I didn't even realise I was give, like putting on myself through yeah. fucking many, many years. Of just, you probably had that one, the moment of like negative uh, interaction of like maybe when you got dropped by a football team or whatever it might have been that's kind of made you just step back from it. And then because you've been on that direction of aiming for a professional career in it, because that's how much you were invested in it at one point mm. it seemed that you were very likely going to end up in a football team um, I can hear that when I went to that Globe Cafe on Saturday there was two authors there one was a guy talking about this book about the Globe and then there was another guy who wrote a book called Diving Back In and it was this it was American guy uh, I think he was in his 40s or 50s and his thing was swimming, and he was swimming all throughout like, in college, the way he was saying it, and <laughs> it, that was like his main thing, and it was very competitive that he wanted to make make it as a competitive swimmer, and he was swimming for hours and hours a day, and then he just had an interaction with a coach, and he got dropped, but then after that, he he stopped, from what I remember, he said that he stopped swimming competitively, stopped doing it, and then Get a kid. He had kids, had a wife, and he took like a thirty-year break from it. Um, then one of his friends came round for food at his house. I was explaining this thing called like swimming masters, I think it was called, and it's just where people swim competitively in canals uh, around the Czech Republic. And the way he was talking about it was that he had all these. Anxieties creeping up because he was he was in his comfort zone of like his family, and mm-hmm. what his job and what he was doing, and to go back into this again, it was like you felt like oh, why, why am I doing this? While I'm this certain age, why should I be doing it? But you, when you're pursuing something as a passion, I find that you don't really know how it's going to end up, so you might as well just give it a go because you might. For example, like obviously, let's say Jack. For example, it's a great example. He's always pursued football, and if you look at his position now, it blows my mind. It's just like it's just like there's loads of mad things all the time. Yeah, he's going. I remember going to like, uh, like, not like match reports and some kid and some like some lad who's playing in Lancaster, and we just pulled up and watched it from his car. And I was like, this is weird, this Jack. <laughs> You would have bellowed him to go do a like a report on someone, and it's, it's interesting to see. Every, every time I see him, it blows my mind how like hyper productive he is. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's, yeah. You need to get him on air, lad. <laughs> Pick his brains. Do Dini on the podcast, lad. I'll clickbait it. <laughs> He'd have his camera off, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd be ghost. Uh, but, so, the reason why I found it so interesting is that I'd, I'd say I'm similar to you, is that I had them negative connotations attached to music, and I would thought, the way I seen it was like bands. I was like, well, if you're not in a band and you're not made it when you're like 18 or like 20, then well, what's the point? You're never gonna, yeah, yeah, you're never gonna make it. What's the point? But that's not the actual enjoyment of it. You enjoy playing guitar. You enjoy writing music. You enjoy playing with other people. And then it, that's kind of sent me down a path of where I probably wouldn't even be here now in Prague because if you think when I came here last year. When I met Christina, it was with Nathan, and like me and Nathan are friends because he he plays music as well, and me, mm-hmm. me and Ashby and Alex tried to start a band, so it's like sent me on a weird path from pursuing that hobby, and then I was was going to start in September at a college in Wigan, but I've changed that now because being here, I've just met so many different musicians, and it's like there's loads of different things that you can do in jam sessions like pretty much every day of the week but then it's also just maybe like you know we talk about egos jesus christ i I went on uh, stage on sunday this jam session and i was just doing like four chords i was like just keep it simple and then people just grabbed the guitar for you and just showed me up and i was like fucking hell these people are good (laughs) you know i can imagine ego ego central (laughs) and then when i was playing the drums some guy came on and was just killing it and you're like wow that's impressive but either you say oh well I'm never going to make it as a footballer or you might as well continue to pursue some interest in it and what whatever you're doing what have you been doing to get back into football um, sorry I've just gone on a fucking tangent there I don't know how long I've been <laughs> I think we both we've been going on tangents to be honest that's fucking hell um, so so for a, for a bit, it was, I was doing like started playing five side again, because I was thinking like, well, I, I tried coaching previously with Jack, and I did it for like two years, wasn't it? It was good, like, but it wasn't quite the same as playing. Like, obviously, I just loved playing, so I started playing uh, five side. Well, I did for a bit, and then it stopped. But we're on about like me, James, Alex, and Louie and Lottie, Max. We're on about doing a five side team as well, so I do that, and then. Um, started playing on Saturday as well. Gone down to the Billinge. What the Billinge? The local team. So, playing there. But yeah, it's just sort of. I just remember I didn't like, not an epiphany, but it was like a mad thing. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny? Like, the thing that helps you get out your rut is the thing that you you thought you had so many negative conversations towards. So, like, it would be sort of like a, the irony of it. Irony of it. Eh, irony of it. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I've, it's it definitely, and I also was thinking, I was like, I'm naturally like a, like a sporty person, I'd say, but yeah. I don't, and I don't really have anything, I wasn't really involved with sports, so I was thinking, well, this is like who you are fundamentally on like a fucking genetical level or whatever, why the fuck are you like not trying to pursue what you are sort of purpose to do? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've been, I'm, yeah, I've been going down some mad rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you can't control that 
that interest. No matter how hard you try to push it down, and you say, oh, well, I can't do football. Because if you think when you were 16, let's say 15, I remember you were playing for Blackpool at one point, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, then you're like, oh, yeah, fucking, you're playing for all these different teams. It's so interesting. Um, but then you've gone... You've gone from that to where you are now, but it's still there. That that desire to still pursue football, whether it be on a, a small level, is still there, and that, that's what you can't you can't do anything about it. It's just coming to your mind, so you might as well do it. Well, like, exactly. Yeah. It's no one else's fault. It's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, 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 yeah. You want to do so. I've I, I seen an interesting sort of little quote about because because like. Like you were saying as well, you you sort of condition yourself to think negatively. And I see an interesting quote. He's like, "Yeah, you've got to learn in life, but you've also got to unlearn things." Yeah. Like, like what the fuck do we know? Just me. It's like it's too mong from WNA. Yeah, it's just like there's so you just meet some people who are just like you probably meet, meet footballers who are just better than you, and it's like you can either look at it in one way, you either say like, "Oh, wow." I could never be like that. I just look at it and say like, "Wow, that's a very impressive player." And how do I build from that? And it's, it's the same, the same with music, same with anything you get into. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I found that just just from being here, just by being with different musicians who were more confident than me, and who were better, it, I found that drove me more out of my comfort zone than I even realised I've been doing it. So I started off, it was like I got invited to go to a jam session. I was like, oh, God, I don't want a jam session. Oh, God. And then once you got on the flow of it, and it was like, oh, this is fun. And then I was just going to the other ones, and it was like, oh, this is, I, I'm, I'm enjoying myself more because I keep going to the different places. I'm meeting different people. I'm talking to different people. And it's constantly keeping me engaged with something. Yeah, yeah, So how have you been finding me um, getting back into it? Yeah, I'd be getting back into football and... Uh, it, was, it, was, it was weird because, like... No, obviously, I was, like, really enjoying it. But at the same time, like I say, I still had this... um Sort of thoughts in the back of my head. It was, like, the pressure's still there. But I'm now I'm not... So, for example, say I remember whenever I used to, like, not play, like, that well. I'd play, like, OK or whatever, but I know I could have played better. I used to fucking, like, really beat myself up about it. And it used to make me feel like a bit shit like so now whenever I like I still feel myself doing that even though I'm doing it for enjoyment I can still feel my mind going like like you, you should have done this shouldn't have done this shouldn't have done this like you were shit like oh but but you know and it's like I say it just comes back to like I can't it's weird how much I've conditioned myself to sort of think negatively about something I, I, I love yeah it's crazy really Crazy um, the old mind, isn't it? Plays tricks on things. Um how are you finding um getting ready for next week? Is it next Monday, Elliot's man? Yeah, yeah, next Monday. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we're having a, a little kick about on Thursday or something. Yeah, I've seen it in that group chat. Oh yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so I think we have a little kick about it. I, to be honest, I don't even know if we've got like 11 men, to be fair. And they're well up for it then, Mark, because obviously we'd be fucking tonked on last year anyway. We'd be able, we brought in some fucking super, um, 
super subs to say the least. Yeah, Paul Robbo. Yeah, Paul, <laughs> <laughs> Paul Robbo. Yeah, it's good that I hope that this is something that happens every year. As a well, Max was saying he was he was a bit he was a bit concerned about how what Joe was treating it as. Joe was sort of Max thinks he was sort of treating it like. Um, there's a revenge match, if you like, you know what I mean? I don't know, because I can't say that. Last year, last year, all our teams took it fucking well, competitively. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, even if, even if the way that he's taken it in that way, it, it's just getting stuck into the, the competitive sport. I, I don't think we, as, as the whole team could say, I'd say, oh, well, they're taking it serious this year. Why are they doing that? We, yeah, yeah. Serious last year. Well, I think it, it's, as a, I hopefully that just doesn't get like the message doesn't get lost in the in the games. It's, it's no, I don't think it will be. I think there's a I think there's a few raffles and shit going on a little thing at half time and all that. It's meant to be sunny as well again, so that should be sound. Um, right, it should be it should be a good day. Um, how did a you, good cause. How did you find that? By the way, just from hearing about Elliot's. Suicide, like from uh, what was your kind of reaction from that? Um, I think initially it's just like a shock, isn't it? Yeah. Because ultimately, you don't obviously you don't know what goes on in someone's head, but yeah, we, I would have never have like thought he would have, but you don't know, do you? But you never would have thought he would have done that, so it's like, wow, that's such a shock, and then. He had like he was pretty close with all like Derice and Smithy and all them. You know, like he was pretty good mates with them. So it's just it's just shocking, isn't it? Really, how people can still feel like they can't sort of talk about things and they just can't do it anymore. It's just fucking sad, isn't it? Yeah, I, re- I remember hearing about it, and it was it was just like fucking hell. It was the fir- I think it was the first time it was. See, obviously, it, it, I'm not gonna. Say he wasn't like a very close friend because I wasn't close friends with him. But it was, it was kind of being just friendly with him when I would see him or just talking to him on like a basic level. It, it, I remember hearing about it and it took me back to like the last. I was trying to remember like the last time I seen him, and it was in. I'm pretty sure it was in Jack's in Wigan, and then we just had like a brief interaction. But it was just ah, oh, yeah, it was nothing negative or nothing. Um, bad, but then to hear that really took me back. It was fucking really upsetting the fact that happened. I think it's definitely something that goes on more than get, gets talked about. To be honest, yeah, and it's like I say, it's, it's a shit. There's been such a big push like recently, in the last few years or whatever, few months. About men's mental health, but still, like, it's still, I know, I know in some sort of areas of wherever it would still be sort of frowned upon to be emotional about things or have emotions and have negative feelings. Um, so it's a shame. That's why I thought when, so when I sort of went through my shit, I was like, well, I may as well just talk about it because, like, we said many times, well, what's the fucking point in lying about how you feel or about anything? Oh, yeah, what's the point? You're only so I was like, well, I fucking feel like shit, so I'm just going to fucking tell somebody. Yeah. It, I think it's definitely the right 
thing to do because, as you heard from like Rob, Rob you listened to the episode with my drum teacher on. Yeah. He openly talked about uh, how he was going to go drink himself to death, and it can't uh, hearing that it does kind of shock you to your core, and I really pay attention to him because it's true. He, it, what he's what he's saying is true. It's not uh, a lie to get any attention. It's just that's how he was feeling. But it's not like he's done it. He's he's thought about it, and he's openly saying that so what's, there's nothing wrong with talking about it and I think with, with Ali it's just being that age when he was 21 we, it was I don't well I, don't, I, I remember being I was 21 at the time so I don't know when his birthday was but you just think like fucking hell like if if he was able to get that shit sorted in his head or whatever that desire was for him to do it it's like what potentially he could have been done with his life and what situation he would have been in. And it's like this lost potential that's gone away. Yeah, no, I think you've nailed that. Yeah, it's just such a shame, isn't it, really? It's just fucking... Because it, 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 he was, like you say, he was so young. Like he, People only say like your life starts when you're like bloody 40. And he was literally just a baby in terms of like life, really. Like, you don't... like We know fuck, like you say, we know fuck all, like... We're just, we're very, very premature on this big, long, weird fucking journey we're on. It's just many, many, many more lessons to learn, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, how have you been finding the, uh, the CBT? So, it stands for Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, you've um, had two lessons, two lessons. Two sessions. Fucking hell, yeah. Lessons, Monday morning, double science there. <laughs> <laughs> Two sessions in um, CBT. Yeah, it's the first one was really good, to be fair, because it was it was sort of like, it's funny, because you go, I, I go in and she's like, um, so this one, you probably we probably won't do that much. It'll just be sort of me talking. <laughs> and I literally didn't fucking show up for an hour. It was literally like, because she, she just asked me this one question or like one little thing like how are you so how do you think you got to this position and I literally fucking spunk a load of words out of her and so this one question like would be like me talking like 30 minutes or whatever um, and it just that first one was really really good because it literally I literally just say, able to say absolutely everything that was going through my head and not feel I know I wouldn't feel judgment anyway to like sort of telling people I care about who care about me, but there's probably some sort of subconscious element to it. So it just felt really good having an unbiased person to talk to, and just sort of take it through start to finish, and sort of her tell me at the end of it like, yeah, like you're not fucking, you're not going nuts, you're not, you know, you just like you just. You she basically said there's nothing you said that I'm really concerned about or anything. She like, you, you know, you're just obviously experiencing this thing in your life but there's nothing really there I'm going oh oh fucking hell lad you're fucked but the first one's really good so it was just like a talk that was literally just talking and then so last week we sort of went on to the health anxiety thing and she sort of um, just asking me like for an example of what happens when I have the triggers of the, the feeling and the thought and then 
the emotion and then any sort of physical reaction to that. Um, so we're just going through that really. And then, so now this week she fucking has, she gave me homework for fucking, so I've got a, um, <laughs> for, next, for this week I've got, a, I've literally got to write down like the next time something like this happens, like, so where I am when it happens, um, the thoughts and the physical sensations, so the thoughts, the emotions, the physical sensations, and then how you sort of, what have you done to try and deal with it. Mm. But to be fair, I can already tell, like, so like I said, see, I've got eight um, booked in. I might, they might give me more, they might not, but like I can tell, probably eight's going to put me in good stead. Definitely. Yeah. Where's what's the service through? Who provides the service? So, um, so I, I initially went through, so I ran the docs up and all that, and then they went through Minds Matter, and then they referred me to. Birchwood Centre in Scam. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's only fucking five minutes away as well, so that's sound. But yeah, no, it, it, it's a shame though, really, because obviously in in England, the NHS is very overwhelmed with mental health things, so it takes a while. Mm-hmm. So I did initially, I remember initially saying to her, I was like, I think if you, if we were having this conversation when I initially rang up, then it would have been a lot darker and a lot weirder. Than what it is now, um, but it's a shame because, like, for some people who are like, probably struggling, like, I think it took. I was on like a, I think I had two and a half months it took me to get C two, but that's probably relatively quick in the grand scheme of things. For some people, like, I know some people waited months and months because they basically said you can go face to face or you can have them like this. And I was like, fuck, like, I'm having it over a bloody. Like a, a phone or FaceTime, that'd just be shy. You need like the physical interaction in that, in my opinion, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, it was three months wait, um, face to face, but if, cause I think obviously people are a little bit more, you know, they don't like talking about it and they're a bit like timid with it and it's a scary, isn't it, talking about it. So I think for the over the phone kind of consultations and, um, therapy, it's like six months because that's what everyone wants really, because it's a bit more, Less um, overwhelming, I guess. Mm-hmm. Did you have any pre-existing thoughts or anything that would not derail you? That's probably not the right word, but oh, fucking hell, make you kind of go, oh well, no, no, I don't need therapy, or I don't want to get therapy. Did you have any of that t- type of negative connotations that you felt previously attached to receiving therapy? Uh, to be fair, no, I, because like we said, I was just really like honest with that, because like I said, I'd never experienced anxiety really, I've obviously had like, like bits of anxious, but like proper like anxiety, I was like, what the, f-? so I was just really, I was like, well, I'm not afraid to ask for help, because like, that's what it's there for, isn't it, if you need it, then I may as well, I may as well fucking use it, if, if I can get it, Um, but I don't know, so I don't know what it is, but I don't understand why the why some people sort of refuse to ask for help or believe they don't need help when that's all literally what it's there for. Like you said to me, you go to the doctors if you've got a physical condition because they're going to help you out. It's just to say we're mental. You just it's just the same thing. It's the brain is just such a, a stigma behind um, mental health for some reason. Um, you, there's a good. Duncan Trussell 
quote with um, a podcast on Joe Rogan where he's saying it's like you see someone in a cast and they're like, oh my God, how, what did you do? How did you break your arm? And you're very caring for that person. What, how did you do? You see someone who's like, oh yeah, I went crazy. I went to a hospital, shit my pants, threw a cat out the window. <laughs> and it's like, everyone's like, oh shit. I mean, that's actually probably as close to the quote as I could get. Um, oh, it just, the, just the idea that you probably have seen therapy. There's more, like, oh, oh god, what's going on here rather than the, Yeah, yeah. I think, I think really, the benefit of being in a like, very well developed country is that, as you say, we have the dentist and it's, it should be treated that you have, uh, a therapist as well it's it's like a it's a good thing to be receiving if you can if you can do something that's going to make you feel better then you might as well do it well exactly yeah. I, I think we said i think i said this the other day like if in an ideal world everyone would have therapy because i think i can sort of say from experience now that there's probably things that you don't you've sort of pushed away and you've sort of buried away and locked away like you could do with probably dealing with and like coming to surface because otherwise you're not going to be like your true self are you then you just swap locking all this shit away and just opting for the easy life but like I say once you open these gates this fucking it's just an end brother <laughs> <laughs> when did you open the gates on what, what was the uh, did you have a, a deep where you think you're on like this uh, journey and taking like a fucking the first time took magic mushrooms to put you on a journey or something. Just yeah, fucking hell. Too far. Bloody hell, I could do one of them trips again, too far. <laughs> <laughs> Where was uh, that? Um, yeah, it's tw- uh, 20, uh, 2019, so probably two years ago. Yeah. Probably just over two years ago now. And Dolphin, wasn't it? I was surprised how close we did those two trips. I wasn't aware that they were so close, yeah. too far. One... So one was Magic Truffles in Iron Oven at, what was it called, Lake House? No. Uh, something like that. Uh, Lake. Not sure. Lake some weird something like, Yeah, it was Lake something. <laughs> some weird babe. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Me and you bought fucking shrooms from a, a smart shop. And then we were like, I think we took them outside, didn't we? No, they weren't sure. It was truffles. We took the truffles. truffles we had, yeah. yeah, we had them outside. You'd never done anything like that before. Um, I was shit in it. I was <laughs> fucking shit in it. <laughs> I remember you scrammed yours and I was just sat outside and I was like, I fucking can't do it. And you just like scrammed them. I was like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, uh, horrible, don't It's like fucking chewing cardboard. It is like, yeah, it's like muddy notes. It's fucking great. It's absolutely horrible. Yeah. yeah. So we did that. And then... I have, I don't think I had like a a mad trip then. I think that was the second second time I'd done them. Um, first time I'd done them was with uh, Voldemort. Thou shall not be named. <laughs> the expert. <laughs> <laughs> Voldemort. Yeah. That was a weird trip, but I, I definitely seen the difference from doing psychedelics with someone who had uh, had a better relationship with. Um, then uh, kind of a shit relationship. I, I, I remember the first day when I was stood in a hotel in Amsterdam, like full naked, full naked, bollock naked, and then I was just staring in the mirror, saying to the expert, going, oh, 
and see my pass. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's trippy, that lad. Uh, my head was going like, my head was going bigger, but then my body was going smaller. And then she was just crawling around me, going, <laughs> screaming. Oh my god! Yeah, so it fucking scattered me out, and then we were, we were yeah, we were banging on it, and it was just a weird. It was so weird. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, yeah, doing it with you was a was a funny one. I remember when it was we were, we were in that under that was it a canopy? What would you call it? Like the uh, yeah, some sort of canopy, yeah, like a umbrella kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we were chilling there, and then we were both in the hammocks, weren't we? And it started raining. Everyone ran in, but I noticed it was raining. And I was like, I'm getting out of there, me. I'm getting out of there. And I turned to you, and you were like. <laughs> Oh my god, this, <laughs> talk to this guy. And you ran off and you like, Man, I was just talking to a snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was intense, that. Oh my god. But you kept, I've kept noticing, you were having like, um, you were just chilling, you, you were just like looking out in the distance, just chilling out, enjoying it. I had the guy who was working in, the, the, the Dutch guy who was working in my Yeah, the ball fella. Yeah, the ball yeah, fella. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking to me, and he had like, he had like a lisp or something, but then he had this really bright top on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. But because I was like, I was tripping so much, he was really going deep about how excited he was about starting his job in Manchester and like how he was going there. And he can't yeah. wait to properly start doing it. And I just, I just burst out laughing because his t-shirt was so colourful. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And then he was like, because that was before he knew he was on mushrooms, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, well, he was like, what's wrong? What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> uh, I was like, I'm absolutely fucking tripping. You've got one of the most colourful t-shirts I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. you'd, have, you'd had a good epiphany there. You were just like, man, I'm just knocking my ass. Yeah. Uh, just bopping when I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, just do whatever I want. I was like, yeah, man. You and you trying to make me go on the swing. I was like, I don't want to go on the swing. <laughs> <laughs> go on the swing, look. But then we only stayed till like nine, I think. We didn't stay until the, the festival ended, and we we were like we were coming down, yeah. And we went to Pink Cafe, it was called, and then we just got nicely stoned for yeah. a very long time, and just just debunked the universe. <laughs> yeah, reminiscing, weren't we? Yeah, just yeah. Just, yeah. Deconstructing the trip, like yeah, fucking mad that bro. Yeah, and then we took. When did we take the the actual trips? Because literally a month later, it was literally because I got memories on my Snapchat, and I was thinking, like fucking, like surely they weren't a month apart. For some reason, I had in my head it was literally like it was truffles one year, and then the next following year we did. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, For some reason, I thought it was a year apart. I I don't know why. I knew it was in. I knew it was like over the same summer, uh, but yeah, that was a that one. Like the first trip was like we we did base. The second one, we, you know what I found so funny about that? <laughs> we ran, we went to Granny's Hill on the beacon, and then we were both looking at. Well, is before that we were looking at the sunset from the trees, going, "What have you seen? That looks amazing!" And then we both <laughs> ran, ran, ran like, yeah, yeah, ran to Granny's Hill. It was like. Fucking hell, and we were both just like, <laughs> oh my god, like, 
fucking mouth wide open. And I looked at you, I was like, we're both seeing the same thing. And then we watched, like, the sun crash down into the clouds, it, and it was like... It felt was like, insane. Yeah, it felt like we were tat, sat on top of the earth, like, just just above, like, the universe. <laughs> it, it, it really did, didn't it? It was like we were on the edge and, like, just witnessing this yeah. fucking thing. Oh, God, it was mental. Yeah, and I, I could see the... Uh, the I was like, I could see the ozone layer, like, the curvature of the earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was, that was mental, that. Like when you when I like think about it in closing, I can still just see it and I'm thinking, fucking hell. Yeah, and then oh, every time great. for a good while we just couldn't look at the clouds. Yeah. Still can't look at them clouds, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, that was um Maybe I was gonna say one to tell the kids, but probably not. That was... Did you not tell the kids about that? No, nah, I probably was. Yeah. We told you one man. What about shrooms? Um, if you told it, like if you told it about cocaine, you've got to tell about shrooms. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm pretty sure. I, no, I have. I have because I remember we were having a debate once about. I was saying like there's going to come a point where they are used sort of to treat people medically for depression and anxiety, and she was like, you know, the sort of stigma that it still has from like the seventies and the sixties or whenever it was when they first sort of came out. She's like, oh, bloody hell, they said you bloody leave me. I know somebody who jumped off a bridge and all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's so yeah. weird. Cause it, no matter... It's like just scare stories, isn't it, that people have been told. And I, I had that from doing LSD. I was like, oh, my God. I was going to think. And in turn, people were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, it's an LSD. It's like this big, whoa, big scary thing. Yeah. Or anything. Didn't fucking... Um, who was it who said it's basically the same thing, magic mushrooms and LSD? Do you remember that one? No, can't remember that one. I think it was, uh, I think it was George. He was like, same me and you done shrooms, and it's basically the same as LSD. I was like, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I'll day off. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I definitely not had. Um, I think my most profound experience though, out of the three, was that first mushroom trip. But to be fair, I think with the LSD, it was. The environment I did it in probably didn't really benefit me in terms of like a profound experience because it was like we just sort of did it recreationally a little bit maybe because we was just sort of sitting in the uni house and had like a tab of acid or whatever and then um I had then I had a joint and stuff so that probably affected the trip and then so it probably didn't I still I had sort of like I can't really remember now but I still had some you know like moments of thoughts we like ooh like, you know what I mean like them kind of moments <laughs> I remember having one I remember when, remember when I went to the toilet and I was just having a piss and had a moment it was like ooh like you know what I mean it was just, <laughs> you know what I know what you mean it's like ooh I'm a fan yeah this time I'm real yeah yeah no man um, how many people when you when you did them at that LSE how many people were you with um there was uh, five of us like, to me on it was funny, like, it was funny, it was pretty fucking funny, like, we were just laughing for a lot of it, to be fair. Yeah. But, I w- it wasn't, because we just meant so we went for a walk and stuff, and then we went out and seen it, but because we mainly sort of stayed in the house and around, it wasn't like, it wasn't that intriguing, if you like. It was sort of just like, you know, the sort of, the acid that sort of disorientates, like, everything, and sort of just makes things move around a little bit. I didn't really see anything as, as such, like, I didn't really see anything like, whoa, fucking hell. 
Does she any fucking monkey clouds or whatever? <laughs> but I, I don't know. I see myself as a monkey when I did it. Man. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. Sky. Yeah. But yeah, don't know whether I'll um maybe in the future I'll visit psychedelics again. But you know, who knows? Definitely you, would rule it out. Have you de- have you been? So you said you mentioned before about um the hospital being linked with lemma or cocaine. Have you stopped from that? Have you, have you kind of refrain? Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's um, that sounded like that sounded like yeah. Uh. Uh, <laughs> no, I was, I was just going to say I'm not sure entirely. I don't know what I don't know what that was linked to. To be fair, I don't know what the conversations were linked to because I didn't, I had, haven't had that much. So to be fair, so when I went to the hospital, it was like, oh, like. I was like, oh, I've had some cocaine and stuff. And he was like, oh, you had like a gram. Yeah, I know. Uh, say that again, Ben, sorry. Yeah, you lied down. Yeah, so I said, so when I went to the hospital, he was like, oh, you've had cocaine and stuff. And I was like, so yeah, yeah, I've had a bit. And he was like, oh, I've had a gram. I was like, fucking hell, I don't know. I've, like, I've literally had like, I've literally had like four or five keys. So I literally didn't even like, have that much. Probably not even four or five. It's probably like a, probably like, yeah, like a tenth of a bag or whatever. So it was not fucking, fuck all really. So Gooch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Um that, so that, that was, was a Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. Don't want to start that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that, that was probably your moment of realisation, like, yeah, fuck out. No, I said mine was <laughs> mine was multiple things. Mine definitely multiple things before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, fucking hell. Every this every reload. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was just for fucking icing on the cake that I went in the cherry on top. Yeah. But honestly, I don't know whether, I don't know what, I don't know what caused that sort of palpitation, hostile thing. To be fair, it was probably lack of sleep, panic, and it just sort of all mulled into one big thing throughout the day. Obviously, mm-hmm. the more you panic, the worse you get, and it's impossible to calm down, especially when you, especially when you Google something that says cocaine heart attack and my head just fell off. <laughs> Yeah. Answering your questions with Google. Yeah. <laughs> Am I dying from a cocaine heart attack? Yes, you are. Yes, yes. And, and, and to be fair, obviously, because it probably didn't help, because my dad had the heart attack at Disney like 10, 12 years ago. So yeah. immediately my mind sort of relates that to that as well. You know, fucking hell, it's in the family and all this. Like, I'm fucked, yeah. I'm dead, I'm gonna. <laughs> Excellent thoughts, man. Yeah. I, I had a dream the other day, woke up in the middle of the night, and the dream was that I'm that murdered someone in a Poland and I was like fuck me my head was going and I woke up I was like oh, it's real and I googled I was like googled me fucking self I was like, I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, was like I killed someone and it felt so real I was like Jesus and then, that then must have been like, vivid dream that that must have been yeah I've had some fucking weird dreams I think because I've not because I've been goal-led for so long and it's not been doing anything I've just been having weird dreams you know what I mean I reckon you should uh, start a dream diary. Yeah. No, I'll probably freak me out reading back over it. Yeah, it probably will be a bit sky. <laughs> yeah, bro. Nice chat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Randomly comes to its uh, its end. Uh, yeah, when it when it yeah when it naturally stops and yeah, the first pause of the co- of the conversation. It's the first breath I took. <laughs> I think is a. Uh, we covered, covered what we 
set out to cover, which wasn't, to be honest, nothing was set out, but it seemed like we spoke about what was uh, needed to be <laughs> spoke about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably a little bit of a timid, um, not a timid one, but more, 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 more tailored around mental health than the usual, uh, uh, usual spielish bout. <laughs> usual bullshit that comes out of our mouth. Uh, we like <laughs> caress the asshole of the universe. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Licking around a bit. Like spat on the asshole, you know what I mean? But not <laughs> fully in. Not as normal we do, like, oh, no, this matters. We can do what we want, nothing's real. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll just scratch the surface. No, man, you, you, you definitely seem better from when I left um, to go here, to come here. Yeah, no, to be fair, I'm probably pretty unrecognisable, to be fair, because um, even though it's only been like, Two or three months, you know, probably made good progress in a month, so I'm happy with that. Good stuff, man. Right. Been lovely to speak to you, then. Good luck with the, with the game next week. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll, uh, well, hopefully we'll give him a good spanking. <laughs> <laughs> Two and out. I'm rooting for you. Lovely to speak to you. Yeah, likewise, brother. Nice to speak to you. Wait, how the fuck do I stop the car on this, like? Okay. <laughs>